coming to you from the pit in Arroyo Grande, California. Your hosts, John Hackleman and Dr. James Casper. It's time for Pitmaster and the Doc. Hey guys, Pitmaster here, and I'm here with the Doc. John, good to have you back. Good to be back. This show is getting, this podcast is going crazy off the hook. I'm just telling you, make sure you share it, like it, and... Uh, or review it. Review, review it, it, and we'll read your review. We will read your review. <laughs> yeah. Or if you have a question about anything, even medical stuff, like an AC, like what, what if you, what if you t- dislocate your AC joint? He can tell you how to fix it. What if you break your hand? He'll show you how to fix it. What if you have a fight coming up and you're fighting a um, a grappler and you're a striker? I can give you a strategy. Yeah. So we can do all these things. Just ask. All right. Um, so you're fresh off uh, a trip, right? I'm, I'm off, off a trip. I went to the Century Martial Arts Super Show. It's It's... It's one in a million. It's every year. How long have you been going to that? I think I've been going to it since it started. I've been going to it at least 15 years. And it is a super show. I mean, it's like they have an opening ceremony where they have the greatest martial arts martyrs, greatest martial artists in the world performing. They have keynote speakers like, um, like Tony Robbins. Or, um, who's the guy from The Shark? Cuban. Okay. No. And the other one? Another one. Uh, I know Mark Cuban's the on block the show. The short guy. Anyway, he's on it. Uh, you know, Savior Bar, whatever. That guy was on it. I mean, they get the best keynote speakers. And then they get the, be- the best martial arts uh, performers. They're, it's unbelievable. I was, I've been watching martial arts shows and martial arts demos since 1970, and I've never seen better shows. I mean, there's this group out of South Korea that they, they, they actually, one of the people at Century found on Instagram, and they were so good, um, I, I, I boggle my mind. I've seen so many martial arts uh, demos, and these guys were just, flying and kicking and breaking things it just it looked impossible like they would be holding the 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 boards but it was so high up he was like standing on or sitting on a guy's shoulders and there was like a six foot pole and at the end of it there was a the board and these guys were just flying It it was incredible um that sounds like a vegas show it was they could uh I was honestly thinking of trying to get in touch with them because uh, I think I think if they were put in touch with some of the Circus Olay guys, they would definitely get an audition and, and, and get a spot on one of those shows. Speaking of those shows... Oh, did you go? I went to, I went to uh, Michael Jackson. I wanted to see that one. It was... I, I'm going to be honest, okay? If you're a Ka lover, like if you've been to the Ka, right? 
Um, that's a good one. Mystique is good. Um, but to be honest, usually after about 20 minutes, I'm usually looking at my watch. Because they're doing the same things. This one, I was at the edge of my seat. I didn't even want to look at my watch. And I was hoping it wasn't going to be over soon. And then when they finally, the, the, uh, the closing act came out, the closing dance, I was severely disappointed. It was so good. I wanted to just, to just keep going. So it was did they do, how did they set it up? Did they like go through his music from start to finish? Or was it all mixed up? It was all mixed up, and there was little storylines to go along with it. And then they mixed up the dancing and the music with some gymnastics, with some trampolines, with a this pole this pole climbing girl that it, I mean it didn't look anything like a stripper pole the way she did it and she it was so acrobatic she was like doing flips on a, on a on a pole and catching herself and it was unbelievable then there was a, a rope climber that was climbing climbing the rope and then rolling himself and and putting his arms out then he would roll all the way down the rope and then it would catch him at the end this is about 10 feet high it was incredible and there was did they perform to the songs at all or any of the michael jackson stuff like his dances or there was like there was the acrobats and then there was like some some like actors that played different roles like a good guy and a bad guy and they had some cops and then they had some uh some some criminals and there was a little bit of just everything going on but then there was just the dancers and there was this one guy in particular really thin guy that was one of the best dancers probably in the world and he was doing Michael Jackson he was doing dancing to Michael Jackson songs um, he was pop locking his break dancing he was he was doing Michael Jackson moves then there was a group of, of people that was doing the Michael Jackson stuff it was incredible. It was so good. It was it was unbelievable. So I recommend that it was a little pricey. I think we got tickets for like a hundred thirty bucks a seat. Yeah, it gets pricey fast. That was pricey, but let me. I'm, I'm gonna tell you something. I brought I brought the wife and 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 two of the boys, and you think okay, that's five hundred some bucks, but it was a well spent five hundred some bucks. I mean. I didn't consider it a waste of money at all because we all like thoroughly enjoyed it. Everyone there loved it, and I brought. I went with some other of my karate, uh, you know, brothers and sisters, and everybody loved it. So, Michael Jackson show. It's at the Mandalay Bay, and I would recommend it highly, highly. It's great. Yeah, I was bummed I didn't get to see it. We were just there, and we were just there on the wrong day, so we couldn't see it. But Yeah, it's certain days, but I, I would recommend uh, doing it. it was that. on the weekend, maybe a Wednesday or something. Yeah, yeah. All right, what else did you do there? You, uh, you, met, you met somebody. I got to meet. And we talked about on the show. Yeah, I did meet um, uh, Johnny from, uh, from uh, the Cobra Kai. Really nice guy. He came. He actually, pres- he actually performed... Like they did a little skit on the uh, at the stage to the opening ceremony. When you go to this super show, there's vendors, there's uh, there's um, seminars on business, how to run a better martial arts school. There's seminars on the mat, like how to teach certain things. Like I taught a, um, a seminar on how to avoid the takedown. Like if you're a martial arts 
karate guy or whatever, how to avoid takedowns in the fight. That my, so I did an hour-long seminar on that. Uh, Laborio, uh, Ricardo Laborio, the founder of ATT, um, he did a seminar on better mounts, like how to mount people better. I went to his seminar. Then there would be a seminar on like how to use social media to grow your school. Then there'd be, a, a, on the mat, there'd be a seminar on how to teach the perfect kids class. I mean, there were seminars two days long, eight hours a day, uh, but the first night you get there, there's an opening ceremony, and there's just, it's, it's, it's incredible, the, the performing. And that Johnny guy was there from uh, William Zabith. Yeah, uh, Zabka. Zabka. Um, he, he was in the original Karate Kid. He's the guy that lost in the finals to, to Danielson. But now they're doing a, a remake, uh, uh, Cobra Kai, which is incredible. I recommend it to everybody. It was on, uh, it was on uh, YouTube Red, and I would recommend it to everybody. It was really good. You liked it too, right? Yeah, I was in the OR the other day, and one of our reps was talking to one of our techs, and they started talking about it. Usually I'm the one that brings it up. But they were talking about it, uh, about watching it and seeing it, and asked if anyone had seen it. So I think it's caught on. I think a lot of people have seen it now. I think it's going to go crazy. And they've already, they've so already signed. So what scoop? You got a scoop from him? They've already signed okay. season two. And it's going to go back and forth between Johnny and, uh, and Danielson. It's not going to be Danielson always the good guy now. Danielson isn't the good guy. And either is Johnny for the for the whole thing, but they are. It shows that they're both just humans, and uh, he's such a nice guy. He seemed like he was, he looked like he was maybe 30, 20 something. He's fifty two, he's aged well. Uh, so he was there, and then the evil sensei, his sensei, was there. The picture of you and him, he looked pretty young. In the show, they did a good job of making him look his age. He yeah, looked a little disheveled. Yeah, the they show. they wanted to look. Uh, they wanted to like like he's had a rough life. Yeah. But in person, man, just talking to him, he has like such an energy, and um, he's such a nice guy. And uh, yeah, it was it was fun hanging out with him. But then I also got to talk to the the guy that's doing the remake of Black of uh, Black Bolt of uh, kickboxing. It's like kickboxing, the revenge and stuff. So there's a couple of them now. It's on. It's on. Uh, it's on on demand and it's on Netflix, and so it just so happened that he was on the cover of Black Belt magazine, and then last the last one I was on the cover. So we 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 started talking. I didn't even I didn't recognize him from the cover, but then I found out he was on the cover. So we switched covers and we took a picture together. We started talking together. He's from Ottawa, Canada. He's a martial artist and a stuntman. And he got he he was on the he was on he's the guy that did that commercial with John von uh, Van Dam was like stretching out to the trucks. That's really him doing it. Cause that was originally from his movie, from one of John Claude Van Damme's movies where he was yeah. like doing the splits on the I don't know what are you on chairs uh, on two chairs. Maybe? Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was a spoof on that, but that was actually Elaine doing that. And Elaine... So is, they really did that? Yeah, he really it did looks, I would imagine that commercial was like Green Street. That's Green what it looked like. But he said he really did it. That's nuts. They had him do it and, and he had to go... They had to do something to the trucks. So they had this lip where he could put his legs and... 
It was impressive. I mean, the guy's a really impressive guy. He went down and kicked the kickometer at the UFC Performance Center, and I guess he's the hardest kicker to ever kick it. Um, impressive guy, really, really respectful, humble guy. He's been in a few movies. I'm sure he's going to be in a few more. I invited us to up to his uh, up to his suite um, just to hang out. There were some people there, and it was he's just like such a nice guy, um, very very respectful guy. So loved hanging out with him. Um, I'm sure we're going to see a lot more of him. And then I get to hang out with um, a guy. I'm going to find his name right now. I, um, he was he was a uh, they call him the Little Pygmy. I don't know if you've ever heard of that guy. He fought in the UFC. He's fought in, he's, he's fought in Bellator. And he's also, he, he also, he, his record's 13 and 2. So he's, I mean, he's definitely, a, a, I mean, he's a good fighter. Um, but his, his, his uh, what, how do you spell pygmy? <laughs> I'll look it up. Um, but his, his mission in life is to help the pygmies in Congo. That's in Africa. That's like the most dangerous country in the world. It has the most rapes. It has the most murder. I mean, it's a terrible place. It's not Justin Wren. Yeah. He's the big pygmy. Yeah, the big pygmy. The big pygmy. Oh, sorry. sorry. Just, you're calling the little pygmy. Uh, How do you think a big pygmy sounds like a normal person? Yeah, so he's the big <laughs> pygmy, but he's huge. He's like 6'3", 260 pounds. He's a fighter, and when he was, t- I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, if you're watching, I'm sorry. He sounds like a really nice guy. His name is the Big Pygmy. This guy right here? That's him. He gave me his book. He signed he's it. He's a white guy. It. Yeah, he's a white guy. But um, he's a white guy, but he had a calling to go save the pygmies because, because as, as, a, as a race or as a species or whatever they are, they're being extinct. And they're so getting, he went to the Congo. That's right, the Congo. Yeah, so he, they're being murdered off by by um, by by evil evil tribes that actually eat them. They eat their hearts and they eat their they cook them and they eat these pygmies because there's a there's a superstition or a religious belief that if you eat the pygmies, you know you'll live longer and you'll have a better life. So what's he doing here if he's not living in the Congo? I think I think he has money and he does like a he does a um, he does a nonprofit. He lives in Utah. No, he lives in Oklahoma. Is this update? It's, is he going to fight in Bellator? Oh, maybe August twenty eighth. If this is updated, could be uh, on NBC Sports. He's going to fight in Bellator. Okay, so yeah, he's a Bellator. So he left fight. to go live in the Congo with the pygmies. He left his MMA career. He left his MMA career. Oh, that's nuts! To go live in the in the in the Congo and drill. Water holes. He like spends millions of dollars that he raises to drill water holes so the pygmies can have water. I don't even. I've never even like the pygmy, pygmies are becoming extinct. Okay, what well, I mean, I would. I didn't even know there. I mean, I wouldn't even notice if pygmies were extinct. But this guy, this guy. I mean, most guys worry about their their own backyard and their own family and their own this. But this guy has such a broad uh, sense about him. He's saving pygmies. It's like, it's, it's sometimes it's it's. I can't even believe these people. It's like, 
You have to have a weird heart. It has to be so huge that you're giving up your own safety and comfort to go save a bunch of little people on in Africa that they can't do anything for him. But he goes over there and does it. I would never do that. I'd rather just take care of my family and my my neighborhood and my and then and then my county and then my state and then my country you know in that order and there's enough i mean i got enough just to try to help people here but like i said he has a bigger sense he is saving the pygmies i i had nothing but respect for this guy nothing but that's fascinating he's a fascinating guy he gave me his book i can't wait to read it and i'm a fan he has a thirteen and two record. That's pretty incredible as a heavyweight oh, MMA he, fighter. So he fought. He was in the Congo for like two thousand fourteen, fifteen, and then he came back and fought in Bellator the last couple of years. Yeah, so, so he he's was, been fighting again. Yeah, he's yeah. fighting again. Um, like I said, I this sounds terrible, and I I mean I love humans and all, but I don't really if they ex, the the pygmies were extinct, I wouldn't even know it. I mean, it wouldn't affect my life at all. You know, if they don't have water in Congo, which is one of the most, you know, it has one of the most rich, resource-rich countries on the planet, but they can't, I mean, they just can't figure out how to live there. So, I, it's just, it, it doesn't really bother me. It wouldn't, it wouldn't affect me at all. But the fact that there is someone out there that's willing to do that, it's, I mean, it's, it's pretty awesome. I mean, it's like, this guy's a hero. So, I mean, I, I wouldn't do it. Um, he's but, got a cool nickname, too. Yeah, the Big Pygmy. <laughs> he's big and pygmy. Now, that he's, now that I know he's doing that, I care about pygmies now. I mean, he's so passionate. When he's talking to me, um, I was talking to him at, at, at this, you know, up in uh, Alain's room. And just his passion was unbelievable for pygmies. So how did he get get into that? Did you ask him how this started? Yeah, and it, he heard about it somehow. I don't remember the whole thing, but then he went over there with his wife, and they had to sleep. And, they, and there's these warlords; they're like threatening them, and they have to like make deals with them, and they have to give something to the bad tribes so that the bad tribes will leave them alone, and then they can go fix the pygmies. And there's this whole thing where he could be killed in any second. I mean, he could be killed like that. His wife would be raped like that. But he's risking it, he's risking it all because he cares so deeply for those little pygmies. It's incredible. I'm he's, like, only, he's only 31. I'm, I'm super impressed. I mean... How do you do all that in his 20s? Yeah. That's a you, different guy. That's one guy that definitely has a lot of shit going on. I'm telling you. I, I'm, I'm super impressed with this guy. I still, pygmies don't really get me going. I don't really care. That sounds cold. Um, now that I've met this guy and I see what a big heart he has, I want the pygmies to be do good now because I want him to succeed. I'm his fan. I'm his fan now. And if he needs anything from me, I gave him my contact information. I'll do, I don't know what I can do, but he's got my, he's got my vote. I'm not going to go to the Congo. No, no way, no fucking how will I go there. That's too brave. Well, I mean, we're he, gonna, we'll put you in quarantine. A, they, yeah. Ebola outbreaks. Yeah. No, I'm not going to. We just had another medical alert to oh. treating patients from the Congo a couple months ago that, uh, that he, there was Ebola outbreak again. Well, it boggles my mind, and I'm not really, I haven't made it in life. I'm not a fucking superstar at anything. 
But what boggles my mind is a country like that that's been around 100,000 years, 100,000 years longer than us, the United States, how come they're struggling so much still? I mean, it's just like the, this, this rich country, and they have so much uh, resources. That was, that's the problem. They have so many resources, but they're just so... Nobody's figured out just how to live a decent human life there. Well, they if, were taken over by... Uh, they've had a horrible history in the country. Yeah, a lot of those African countries but, but have, but... I mean, the African... The Afri- they seem like they're violent. They seem like they're pretty violent countries. So it seems like it would be hard to invade a violent country. We, I mean, we couldn't, we couldn't get our way with Vietnam. We didn't win. That's a lot smaller than Africa. They kicked our ass, and we, we came back with our tails between our legs, and they carried on business as usual. I mean, we couldn't beat them. So I, don't, I just don't know... There must be a reason. You need to, yeah, read it. There's I gotta read. Brut- I don't know. Brutality. Those were that was back when they were farming rubber, I think. Yeah. And they would chop off their hands if they didn't. Yes. Uh, if they if they didn't uh, do what the you know the the I think they were the British. No, were, Belgian. Well, I, there were multiple. I think yeah. they were taken. But over. the Belgians with the rubber and they were cut. He was showing me pictures of of people with him that still like had no arms, or maybe they were from the past. I don't know. Yeah. But he would, there are pictures of that, and I was like, why were their hands missing? Well, if they, if they didn't do a good job, according to the Belgians, they would cut off their hands. And he said the, the saddest picture he ever saw... Oh, and this guy, uh, he's, always on, he's on as a regular guest on uh, Joe Rogan. So oh, you can really? listen to him on that. But he, he told me that there was a sad picture that just made everyone cry. There was a little girl, like eight years old, reaching out to her father who had no hands. They had already cut off her hands. And then her father was reaching out, and he didn't have any hands either. Yeah. Tell me you're not crying right now. That is sad. But, yeah, it's sad. But then, I mean, we did the French first, and then we did brutal, ugly things to the Vietnamese. The Vietnamese killed the French. The French left. And then they said, can you guys come help us out? And then we got destroyed, basically. So it's just weird. I, 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 so I don't understand it because there's like, there's like how many millions of, of, you know, in Africa, there's tens of millions and there isn't that many in, 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 in Vietnam. So I, you just wonder what, I don't know, maybe I got to read history more, figure it out more, but it's pretty brutal. I mean, yeah. Well, I so. think that was the key was the brutality that enslaved those people. Yeah. But anyway... So, so he sounds like a super interesting oh. guy. You should have him on our podcast. Yes! Oh my God, yes! He would be fascinating to talk Justin to. Justin Wren. Wren. The we're going to have, have him on. The the big, big, I'm going to have him on my podcast. I'm going to have him on. You want to have him on? Yeah, I'd love to talk to him. All right, so. He can educate both of us. on Yeah, the pygmy thing. Okay. So who book, else should we get? your next trip. Who should we get? <laughs> oh my God. Who else should we get on the podcast? Oh, no. I think that's a, that would be a good get. Okay, so we're going to get him. Okay. Justin, I'm going to be calling you. I know you're watching this. So. Anyway, okay. So, so that was your that. trip. So the then you just was, got back. And trip was, yeah, the we trip had the 4th of crazy. July, so this podcast is a couple days late. It is. Sorry about that, guys. But it's only Thursday. It is only Thursday, and we're going to put this out today. Um, 
So uh, the big thing in MMA is what's coming up yeah. this weekend. It was going to be a really, really big card, and now it's still just a really big card. Yeah. There's some good fights, but one yeah. of the fights I wanted to see the most was I want to see Max Holloway fight. We haven't seen him fight in a while. Yeah. Yeah, and I get, I did get to hang out with DC a little. Not much. Um, well, he, hopefully that fight happens. Yeah, that fight. So the main event is uh, DC against uh, Stipe, which yeah. is going to be in the heavyweight division, which should be a huge fight. It's going to be huge. Huge challenge for... I don't both know, both of, them. Both, of them. both of them. Both of them. And then it was supposed to be another, the co-main, another championship fight was going to be Max Holloway I can't, I uh, can't. fighting Brian Ortega, yeah, which... I can't, I can't even... Uh, that would have been such a good fight. I can't, yeah, I can't even... Um, it's, it's... that To me, that lost... Uh, there's other fights. I mean, what are the other ones? But that one, to me, that was 50% of the card. Yeah, that was going to be a good fight. I do want to see... But yeah. we haven't seen Max fight. He was supposed to fight Khabib, late, yeah. like late fill-in, and then had a weight-cutting issue. I think he had a weight-cutting yeah, issue. Cause, yeah. And then he was supposed to have a fight before that, and he had a leg injury. And now this fight, did you hear what happened to him? Nothing. No, I heard he had concussion symptoms when he was admitted symptoms. to the hospital. Right, but but nobody knows. Symptoms. But it could have been the weight cut. It could have been... Uh, him just being really weak, uh, because I've heard that there was symptoms like this before, and I've never seen anything like this. I've been in the fight game for a long time. I've actually never seen this with a fighter, except for what the the concussion symptoms without being hit. I've never, ever, yeah, I've never seen that kind of. I've never seen them present themselves like that. Especially, I I'd be willing to bet he's not sparring right now. I'd be willing to bet he's he's sparring, his days of sparring. They said he's been doing this for a few days, so. Well, the, all I heard was he was admitted to the hospital with concussion-like symptoms. Yeah, because and of then, the slurring. Yeah, and then he was still gonna try to compete, and then it got worse or something. Yeah. So, they he got pulled, and I think they tried to make up a late last-minute fight for Ortega, and he said no. Yeah, I'm not crazy about that. I mean, I could see it business-wise, but I. I just don't want businessmen in the fight game. I want fighters. I want martial right. artists. Well, this yeah. is a lot. I mean, all the big cards lately, there have been, uh, there have been these problems. I want the guy that will take anyone else that will fill, like, fill in. I don't know why and, he's not taking this guy. show up and put on a show. Yeah, I don't know why he's turning down uh, Jeremy Stevens. Um, maybe he thinks he's too good for him. I, you know, there's, there's a lot of reasons technically and... Business-wise, but I don't, I, I don't like it. I, 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 I might, want a fighter that will fight anyone, anytime, anywhere, any day, any rules, anything. And he's been training, presumably. Yeah. He's ready. Yeah, so the reason he took it down, I'm sure there's a reason, like, well, you know, then if he lost. And if you fight, go into a fight with if I might lose, I, it's like, I'm not impressed. So I, that really, that's a little irritating. I don't, I don't see why he would do that. You can you think of a reason? No, unless no. There's unless no it's a money issue. I don't know. Yeah, he's like a, fourteen an hour or something. Yeah, and if it's a money issue, that's weak too. And he's, I'm sure he's making more than enough. And well, you don't make anything if you don't fight, right? Yeah, they, they'll pay him. They'll still pay him. I'm sure because his opponent dropped out. Yeah, I'm sure they're still gonna pay him. So well, maybe uh, that's a reason not to fight. You're getting paid anyway. Yeah, I don't know, and knows? that's not what a fighter is about. That is not what a fighter is about. So. 
Okay, so oh, we got we got uh, we got Nagano. Nagano against Lewis. Yeah. So this fight, Nagano. Last time we saw him fight, he fought Sipe. Uh, and gassed. Yeah. Like this was not that long ago. Um, after one round, he couldn't hold his hands up. Remember? So that should be interesting to see how he responds. Uh, if that fight goes. Yeah. Very far. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I don't think. Uh, I don't think uh, he was on such a streak too. I don't think Derek has the kind of uh, boxing ability that Stepik does. So I think it's going to be more a slugfest. A slugfest against this guy. I don't know how long that's going to go on. But I'll, I'm going to say the same about Derek Lewis. Derek Lewis. Yeah. I mean, I think whoever lands first is going to win this one. Yeah. So that may not be a very long fight, which may be in both of their best interest because yeah because uh, i've seen them both gassing but not in the but not Derek after the first round so that should be interesting so that'll be that's their new uh, that'll be their uh yeah francis nagano is the number one challenger so yeah that should be a good fight and that then uh be. these guys both just fought recently paul felder and mike perry both lost right no no paul felder won right paul felder won. i think he won yeah, yeah he won by submission and, um, and, and, uh, yeah, he won by submission. And then, uh, and then, yeah, Mike, uh, yeah, Mike Perry won by, I think, decision. He just, he looked flat, man. It's like he's a, he's an all out slugger. He lost to Max Griffin. Okay. And that yeah. was, uh, just in February. Yeah, so. Yeah, he's a slugger and he's wild. And if he doesn't knock you out real quick, um, he looks like he gassed too. Not nothing like Nangano, but I mean, he gassed, and he didn't have an answer. He didn't. He just if he can't just land the swinging, usually the right hand. He didn't come back with a left hook. He didn't set anything up. He just he just runs around and chases the guy with that power right hand. I'm sure he has more to his arsenal than that. But I mean, to be honest, that's that was pretty much his game plan. So, I don't know. All right. Well, then, uh, and then the next fight was Michael uh, Chiasa, who um, was injured. Yeah. And then pulled from that fight from an eye injury, right? Yeah. Um, From the Conor McGregor bus ordeal. Wait, was he the eye injury? I don't know why he pulled. I don't know if he was or not. I thought he had an eye injury. I thought that was the guy. I don't know. There were two of them. There were two of them. Okay. But I think he got his cornea scratched or something. Okay, that should be an interesting fight. So he's fighting Anthony Pettis. I don't know who would win that one. That's a a pretty close one. That's a pretty close one to to, uh, predict. I think they're both really good. Really good at different things. I think... uh, Chelsea's uh, stand-up's getting better. It's nowhere near Anthony Pettis. Anthony Pettis' ground is a lot getting a lot better. It's not as good as Chelsea's, but I don't know who's going to win that. I, th- I think whoever gets to, as they say, impose their will is going to win. So that, that should be an interesting fight, to say the least. Then there's Roundtree against Sakai. Man, I'm going to have to go with the... Uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to go with uh, Sakai. Is that am I saying it right, Sakai? He's only one and one, um, but he's just he's he's too brutal. He's he's like 
He's like a shorter, whiter version of Nagano. I think he kicks harder. He's, he's an unbelievable kicker that was a very, very, very decorated kickboxer. Uh, seems to have a really good takedown defense, and he's short and compact. That helps. Um, but I, 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 if I had to bet, which I don't, thank God, I'm going to bet on him. All right, so that's it on the main card. Yeah. The big fights, obviously. We got the... The Stipe Cormier fight. That's yeah. going to be built up. Yeah. Maybe yeah, on uh, the undercard. Um, I don't know who's... I don't know who's on the undercard. Uh, Rob Fon. Okay. Sung Chun. That's good, Sung Chun. Rafael. That should be an interesting one. Uh, Rob Font is coming off a really good fight. Mike Nash Griffin... I don't really know. Oh, is that courteous? Yeah, that's okay. courteous. That should be interesting. Two, uh, two technicians. That should be an interesting fight. I think Curtis Melinder. Courteous I th- Curtis. I think Courteous Curtis has a little more... Uh, I think he has a little more... Uh, I think he's highly polished. I think he's a little more polished. So I might have to go for him. But I, I don't know if I want to put my money against Max Griffin. So I won't. Uh, don't re- oh Hooker and Burns that should be interesting. Uh, yeah, not really sure about them. I think one's from Hawaii though. So should should be a good fight. Mainly the uh, main card we're gonna go over. Uh, that's all I gotta say. I mean, and in closing, two things. I used to always think you know that people like that. Went out, went out and trying to save the world. It's like, let the world save itself. Fucking take care of your own family. But after meeting Justin and feeling his passion, I've never, I don't think I've ever talked to someone in person with that much passion. He loves these people. And I've never talked to him with that much passion about traveling to some foreign land to save a bunch of, you know, to save a group of people putting himself at risk. I don't think I've ever personally met someone. So my my personal opinion hasn't changed. Like, I'll never do that. But I don't look at people the same anymore that do because of him. Because you can just see there's nothing, oh, look what I'm doing. Oh, you know, it's just, he's just fucking, he loves these people. He's going to risk his life to save them. Uh, but anyway, so there's that. And then there's do not miss the Michael Jackson show at uh, at the Mandalay Bay. Yeah, I got to go back. You need to go back. Let's go. Let's go. Let's make a trip. Yeah, I'm going in. We've never had a Vegas trip. February. Because we're doing a Hawaii trip soon. I don't know about how soon, but you're well, going I'm going fa- back to Vegas for the Orthopedic Super Show. It's kind of like yours, except instead of watching martial artists, we watch live surgeries, which is exciting to me, probably not to you. And instead of seeing vendors that are selling martial arts stuff, there's vendors that are selling orthopedic equipment, surgical stuff, uh, MRI machines, all that kind of stuff. So it's just, it's the medical version of the MMA Super Show. And there's probably... I don't know, our academy has like 20,000 surgeons. I don't know how many show up every year for our big yearly thing, but this year it's in Vegas. I've heard in the past, we've been to Vegas before, our convention moves around. I think you guys are always in Vegas, right? Yeah. Ours moves around. We're in New Orleans, then we're in Chicago, then we're in San Diego, then we're 
in Vegas, San Francisco a lot. Um, but the cities have to be big enough because it's this huge conference. And I think the last time we got went to Vegas, they didn't invite us back because they did, we didn't gamble enough. I think that was so. It's been a lot of years since the Orthopedic what, Super what Show. What hotel is it? Has been I don't know. It's coming up in beginning of next year. We're gonna have to. We're going and we're gonna go see. Mike yeah, Jackson. I want to see one definitely. Yeah. I'm glad you went. And Jabberwocky. I'm glad you went. Yeah. So that's that's that for that. Um, we're gonna try to get Justin. If he's not in the Congo, we can get him on Skype from the Congo. I wouldn't wouldn't even be safe doing that. That's how dangerous. That place seems so dangerous. I wouldn't even even Skype over there. What a contract. Do you know where he lives when he's here? Yeah, he lives in, uh, not Utah, but he lives in Oklahoma City. What a contrast. Oklahoma City, a redneck place where they, you can carry, uh, you can... Open carry and shit, and it's like that's yeah. like where I grew up in Arizona. Open carry, and it's a whole different world. People are a lot more polite there than they would be in the Congo, <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, I but, think you could probably open carry in the Congo. Yeah, <laughs> you have to. So, all right, man. Well, anyway, so like, share, tell everybody about this great, great podcast, and review it. Review it. Tell us how terrible or great it tell is. Tell us how. <laughs> No. Tell us how great it is only. All right? All right. All right, guys. I'll see you next week. Thanks for coming, guys. Welcome back, man.